0: I'm Brian Carpenter, host of Fresh Art 5, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of My EdTech Life. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful Tuesday or it may be well into Wednesday, depending on where it is that you're joining us around the world. But thank you as always for making us part of your day, part of your listening or viewing pleasure. Thank you so much. Also, as always for all the likes, the shares, the follows, the subscriptions. Thank you so much for blowing up our YouTube channel as well. Please make sure if you haven't stopped by our YouTube channel, Stop by, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to get to a thousand followers. But again, as always, thank you for all of the support and all the emails. And again, we're definitely excited to bring you a wonderful show. As always, we're always looking for some great conversations around the education, ed tech space, creator space, uh, education practitioner space. But today we're going to be talking to Alishan Kara from Goose Chase. And we're going to be talking to Sarah Appleby. Uh, who is an instructional coach. And I'm really excited about this great conversation because as we are all back to brick and mortar, for the most part, at least that I know from all my friends and colleagues and in talking to Sarah, you know, coming back and we have so much tech now, you know, we've got Chromebooks and, you know, students have devices. We as teachers, I feel we also have to find very creative ways to Help our students engage in the learning process and make it very impactful, making a great learning experience. And so today I'm really excited to talk about Goose Chase and how Goose Chase plays very well in the classroom with teachers, with uh, students. But believe it or not, Goose Chase also plays very well with adults because definitely gets very fun and crazy, even with adults. So I'm really excited about that. So uh, before we dive in into the meat of the conversation, uh, we'll start with uh, Alishan. Alishan, how are you this evening?
2: Oh, man, I'm in. I'm fantastic. I, I, we were just talking pre-show here and I've been listening to your podcast. So it's it's fun to be on here. You seem to really talk a lot about the different experiences that that are inter- integrated into learning. And uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. I think we've been looking forward to this for about a week. Sarah and I talked last week for the first time and- <laughs> from great stories. Excited to be here.
1: Excellent. And Sarah, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. So as I was sharing,
0: this is my first appearance on a podcast, so I'm excited um, and I'm glad I get to talk about something that I'm very passionate about tonight. So
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here and Alishan also representing Goose Chase. And we've got Sarah, who's an instructional coach, like we mentioned, who uh, uses Goose Chase and they've implemented it into their classrooms. And so, today, for all our educator friends that are out there, and if you're joining us today or you're going to be catching this on the replay, this is going to be a great episode. If you've ever been curious about Goose Chase and maybe you've seen, you know, maybe some adults at, uh, you know, some of your local conferences running around and saying, like, hey, what's going on and this and that, chances are that they're probably doing a Goose Chase activity. So, I'm really excited to dive in. So let's go ahead and get started with the origin story. But before we do that, Alishan, I'm sorry, if you can go ahead and uh, give us a little brief introduction and also, of course, what your context is within the ed tech or education space as well.
2: Oh, man, uh, it seems like a multi-part question. So uh, should I tackle it all at once? Is that the best way to Yeah,
1: try? yeah. Just bring yeah.
2: it on. <laughs> so the origin story of Goose Chase is actually a pretty funny one. Um, Andrew Cross, who's our CEO, and I, we were roommates in university. And at the end of our university career, Andrew was in the University of Waterloo's incubator program at Communitech, came up with Goose Chase while he was in in Communitech, and uh, entered into a startup competition. I, I don't think Andrew thought of it as something that was going to be what he was going to do, kind of, for the rest of his life at this point, or, or for the next considerable future. This was 12 years ago, but uh, they won the startup competition. And six months later, he called me, like, "Hey, I, you know, I, I started this company. I need a little bit of help on the revenue side of things." Andrew's a great product of mine. He's an engineer. I'm a sociologist and a psychologist by trade. And so together, um, 12 years ago, we both kind of started Goose Chase and. We, I was lucky enough with Andrew to find somebody similar to me in that we really aren't about, uh, you know, revenue, profit, fast growth. Really, we were like, hey, can we build something that is going to let people, people take technology and use it to enable experiences? And what was an interactive scavenger hunt experience quickly grew and changed based on how people told us that they were using our platform. So had companies telling us, hey, we use you guys for onboarding. We had companies telling us, hey, you know, we use you guys for team building events. We had somebody propose to their wife, but what was really cool was, was that we started to get this like influx of not just higher ed, because that's where it started, K-12 specifically. Teachers, PTA, principals, using us as a way to change the way learning was accomplished, not just in a classroom, but in general. So whether it was, at a conference as a way to break the ice and meet people, or as a way for teachers to understand how to um, think about their professional development in a unique way and absorb more knowledge, but then also to have a little bit of fun. There's a great, great um, book that I love. It's called the Playful Classroom by Jed Durbury and, and Deerberry and, and Julie Jones. And And if you guys haven't read it or, or you you get a chance to pick it up, that really captures the spirit of what teachers are doing with Goose Chase in the classroom, really thinking about their students at a level that's like, hey, how do we, how do we give them every opportunity to learn the curriculum in a way that is going to stay with them and, and also to you know create really fun memories? Because I think, I'm not sure about you, Sarah, but some teachers, they take the pictures, they take the videos, and they use them um, sent to parents or year slideshows, and it really connects the classroom and gives students a chance to interact with each other in, in different ways.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that, Alishan. Now let's go to Sarah. Sarah, please let us know a little bit about yourself and then, of course, your context within the education space.
0: So I am an instructional coach at Davis County Middle School. I've taught here for quite a bit of my career, actually almost all of it. But um, I've been in education for 22 years and I taught seventh grade English for a long time. And then I moved into the instructional coach role, role at my school. And really my focus here is um, empowering teachers with strong professional development, but then also empowering them to do things with their children or those learning experiences. So I love the word experiences when we talk about that, because that's when the content sticks is when the kids experience it. And so I have had the experience of actually using this with kids, but then I use it with adults quite a bit in some exciting ways so um and what i'm starting to notice with my teachers is now they're even thinking outside the box and they're engaging parents with it as well so we're hitting all the spots that are so important in the schools with our staff our students and our parents
1: excellent so, well i love a lot of what you said so i'm going to kind of break it down a little bit more because there's a couple of pieces here that i want to ask Ali sean but you I hit on something that just really resonates with me because I actually had a show yesterday talking about, uh, you know, strategic communication and the way that teachers were thinking outside the box and then using that communication piece. But let me start with Alishan first. Alishan, uh, did you ever think you and, and I'm sorry, Andrew, right? Correct Okay, yep. did you ever think that this platform was going to really pick up steam within the education space? Was, did, did that notion even cross your minds as you guys were developing and working uh, through the just the whole goose chase entity and what it would become?
2: Yeah, great question. About halfway through our relationship, so I would say like four or five years in, we brought on this co-op student from Waterloo. His name was Phil Everson. And Phil's mom was a teacher and we had already had educators like K-12 educators coming to us and telling us, Hey, like, we love your, your platform in the classroom we're using it at conferences, you know, we're using it with our teachers. But I don't think Andrew and I really understood what the possibility of it was. And, and Phil just became this like lightning rod, this like beacon. He was going to FBLA. He was going to ISTE. He would just show up everywhere. He built the whole product. He was like, Hey, like. We, you know, teachers are so passionate and they're so ready to communicate the different ways that tools will help them teach their students. And he he, like, it it was wild how quickly it took off. And we get, and Phil unfortunately um, passed away a couple of years ago, but we still, to this day, will get teachers reaching out to us and being like, oh my gosh, we we miss Phil, like his energy. Like we think about him all the time with Goose J. So I don't think Andrew and I could have imagined you know, the, or, or didn't understand the passion that teachers have in general, and just as a group, you know, even we, we started a new virtual, like water cooler community type thing called the nest and, um, the most active people, the most, the, the group that's the most ambassador oriented are educators, They're, you know, by far. And so I think it's really something that we couldn't have imagined, but are, are so thankful that we, um, we met Phil and, and obviously got this opportunity to be in the space because, um, we've learned so much and just, brought so much to to teachers and and kids. And that's, I think, you know, what we've always appreciated about what we do.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, a couple of things that I love that you mentioned too, and oftentimes, you know, the cases where we, I've interviewed, uh, you know, founders, you know, that come in with platforms and sometimes they never even imagined that they would be in the education space because initially that's not what their intentional use was. However, you mentioned something that really also sticks with me uh, significantly because, like you mentioned, it's as educators, sometimes we we do what we can with what we have mm-hmm. and with what we have. I mean, we really like go to town and go to to see what we can do. And I love the fact that, you know, it it, it it's a great response to what you're doing because, again, they saw, the activities that you could do, the communication piece, the movement, that kinesthetic movement is so important, you know, and especially in classrooms and even just as us with adults. I mean, imagine just sitting in our office for eight hours or something. And then, I mean, we all need to get that break. And then for kids also, as well. But also, I want to go ahead and go back to Sarah, what she said. Two things that Sarah also mentioned that I love was number one, the learning experience. I agree with you when. Uh, a student has a wonderful learning experience and the learning engineer that are that teachers, I always love calling them learning engineers. So they're engineering these experiences and then the student just really that experience becomes part of them that not only do they grasp the concept, but again, like I mentioned, it becomes part of them. So if they move from year to year it follows them and it's always there. And then it turns to be, it's that prior knowledge that's built into them, which is great. The next thing that I want to ask you about, Sarah, before we get into that communication piece, I want to ask you, how did you first be, uh, you know, get introduced to Goose Chase? And how excited were you to really turn that around and bring it to whether it was your district or your campus? Tell me about that experience. Sarah, so, I was still in
0: the classroom at the time and we had, um, a person on our district staff where her, her whole job was to come around and basically be a coach in the schools on how to use technology for instruction. And so she came and shared it with us. Uh, that was how I was first introduced to it in our district, purchased a whole district subscription. So I was super excited about that. and. um we ended up doing it as a uh, PD, which I did not leave that one. I was just a participant in that one. And that was the first time. And it was like they really went to town and planned it. And we were it was a PD day and we're driving around town, going to different spots around town. And so we really got involved with it. The teachers were so excited. And I mean, I actually have some great. Bridged teacher memories from that day, and so that was how I spoke first exposed to it, and then several teachers in our building just started using it in a classroom with their content, and we just started to grow from there.
1: Excellent. Well, I love that because one of the things, and I, I think Sarah, you and I, uh, we probably do the same roles, except that just the titles are different. Mm-hmm. You know, we go and visit, you know, campuses. We try and bring ideas not only to the district. So really. We're always on the hunt and looking out and researching to see what is out there and see what we can bring back to districts to help, of course, our students. But one of the things that I love about platforms like this is also just how you can get the teachers involved. And then it's so easy to get that buy-in. You know, if there's a teacher that does not have fun with this, I'm just going to be like, there's no way. But I mean, once you get that buy-in, I know that, you know, it's something that'll be a little bit easier to roll out for either big activities, you know, and then, of course, thinking outside the box and getting the parents involved and so on. So now I want you to tell me a little bit about some of the experiences within the classroom. You know, what what have teachers said or maybe give me some examples of some activities that they do for our audience members that may be like, well, where do I start? What can I do or what ideas are out there? So if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what you've done. So um, as a classroom
0: teacher, one of the things we have a district curriculum, a universal curriculum that we use across the district, and there are a lot of moving parts to that that can sometimes look like a worksheet. And so I think as teachers, I loved how you said learning engineer, because we have to engineer those worksheets into learning experiences for our kids. And so um, what... Several of my partners and I did is we took, we were studying a speech and a poem in different texts, and we went in and kind of looked at some of the missions that were already in Goose Chase. And one of my favorite parts is that they're editable and versatile, and you can make them fit your content. So we just got really creative and kind of designed our Goose Chase like the students were working for a newspaper. And so each one of the tasks we seemed around um, a role or a job they would have working with the newspaper and they had to really dig in the text and complete all these tasks. So what was happening is they were really annotating text, digging into text, um, analyzing text, which we would have been doing without this platform. But they didn't even realize that's what they were doing because they thought they were involved for working for a newspaper and they had all these tasks they had to complete. And, of course, the versatility with the product that they produce, um, with the videos and the photos. And it just, I don't think kids necessarily realize that what they're doing is really cognitively engaged hard work. And they're probably working harder during that than they would have on any worksheet. We would have handled them with the exact same questions. Excellent. So, um, so several of our teachers have taken our curriculum that we use in our building and just really
1: amped up the, the rigor and the excitement around the tasks that they have to complete. Excellent. So Alishan, like hearing this right now, you know, especially from Sarah, you know, the experiences that they've had, Tell me a little bit about, you know, at least now that when you saw, you know, Phil going out there and getting such a great response from educators, uh, did you make any kind of maybe slight tweaks to kind of make it a little bit more like educator friendly? Like, what are some of the features that you instantly thought about? Like, hey, maybe this is what we can do. Or if you can also tell me a little bit. How else do you research to see, hey, what is being effective or what can be effective in the learning process?
2: Oh, man, great question. I think there's a couple of things. And again, a two-parter for me. So I'll try to answer. <laughs> or, and forgive me if you need to repeat yourself. I think the first part is, um, I mean, K-12 educators, we used to go on YouTube and randomly see that an educator is at a conference presenting to his Chase and we had zero affiliation with ever having spoken to that educator or like having requested that they talk about us at a conference but they're telling other educators how to use goose chase and we're blown away by by this just like proactive nature that that teachers take so we you know a couple of things and major changes is if you notice our edu product our k-12 product is um the only one that's outside the core of the rest of goose chase so we are working on talking about um, productizing other verticals, but the way K- educators use us is, is probably the most different. And you know, there's enterprises and nonprofits and higher end, but K twelve specifically. So you'll see that we have an entire dedicated website, multiple products that are all K twelve focused, thinking specifically about not only teachers but schools and districts, and and trying to think about how they can use that. But in saying that, I probably take a little bit too much credit because, frankly. We're lucky that we have such passionate educators that use Goose Chase, and they push us a lot. They really, you know, tell us what they want to see from the product. They tell us how they develop it. When we, you know, make changes, we have a group that is extremely strong, that is right there, willing to give us feedback. Hey, this works. Hey, that doesn't work. Ooh, can you make this tweak? Can you make that tweak? And so you'll, you'll notice that I think we have over 250 templates that we didn't create one of those templates that was like educators saying, Hey, we want to share the work that we're doing. We want other educators to benefit from the cool stuff that we're building and the interactions that we're seeing to our students. Can we figure out a way to get this to them? And so the, the template library was built and, uh, we get thousands of downloads on all the templates from educators that are, you know, leveraging the creativity of their peers, which how cool is that? I think that, you know, you could be in London, England and leverage the creativity of somebody in Saskatchewan, Canada, because you're trying essentially to do the same thing, which is engage in and help a student learn a specific area of a, a curriculum. So yeah, teach, teachers really, they've always pushed us really hard, but they always have so much fun doing it that I, it doesn't feel like work a lot of the time because they're like, oh, they're so excited. We're so excited. And it's kind of meta because I think that's what Goose Chase does for students, like Sarah's story, right? It's like, we're all working really hard, but it's so much fun uh, because of how engaged each side is. So I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, or a little, yeah.
1: But. actually, yeah, Alishan, it really went a little deeper because it was going to be like a, like a, the next part was going to be like you know how important is that educator feedback. But just within your answer, you know what I love hearing, and and honestly, this I think for educators, you know, this is what really means the most to a lot of us because. We we are in the classroom. We We're trying to help our students create those learning experiences. And the fact that a teacher, an educator, or somebody within that school setting can reach out and either share something or speak to somebody from Goose Chase and say, hey, you know what? I love this, but if we added this other little tweak here, and the fact that you're willing to listen and you're willing to take that feedback, you know, back to... You know, software developer, an engineer, or anybody that can say, Hey, can we make this happen? Can this, you know, can we bring this additional value add on here and so on? That is wonderful. And I think that that's, you know, something that really uh, obviously builds that loyalty and just the fact that as educators, the great ideas that we have go are listened to, they're heard and all to benefit our students. So, I want to thank you for that Alishan because there aren't too many platforms that I know of that will take, you know, that feedback and actually make those changes. So keep doing what you're doing and I also love the the aspect of, you know, let's break down these uh, you know, even though we're in a in a brick and mortar four walls in our classroom, but the fact that you mentioned we we can definitely knock down those walls and you are learning from people all over the world. And I think that that is amazing too, as well as somebody creates an activity here in the U.S., like you mentioned, overseas, they find it and they're like, hey, we want to try this. They tweak it, they sprinkle it onto what they're doing. Great and say, hey, I just revamped this a little bit, but here you go, here's this. And that crowdsourcing aspect of it and people willing to share, you're building, uh, from what I see, the, the value add not only in enhancing the creativity in the classroom for our learning engineers aka our teachers but enhancing that learning but that collaboration piece you know yeah. and and not just within your building but globally yeah. and that it, it really speaks volumes of what it is that you're doing at Goose Chase. so thank you so much I
2: appreciate that and, and I will say one of the things that I think is super cool is how willing teachers are to speak to different people in the org. so I mean you know, I, I'll be the first to say that I'm not the best person to take the ideas because I'm not a developer. So we actually, um, two things, we have our, our head of product and our engineers. They're the ones that talk to the, the teachers. They're the ones that take the ideas. So teachers feel like, you know, for us, it's important that they feel like they're talking to the people that can affect the change in the product. And then second, um, when you look at something like the Nets, uh, it's a, it's a public place for teachers to share idea and build connections with one another. Because I think that that's another thing that we've heard from teachers is like, oh my gosh, they have all these great ideas. How do I share them? And then two, like there's other people like, can I please, can you like help me figure out a way to talk to these people? And so launching that this year has been really cool because again, we're just seeing just the act of like teachers mobilizing (laughs) could be their own army. Genuinely, like they could probably gather faster than any other group in the world in terms of like mobilizing to a central space over a common goal. So. It, it's pretty cool to to see the, the traction and the intensity that we're getting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Sarah, go, uh, coming back to you as far as on the instructional side and aspect of it, uh, prior to Goose Chase and maybe some of the activities that you have shared and the way that your teachers have bought in, and I want to ask you, what were some of the, I guess, biggest challenges that you would find within your classroom for those pre goose chase learning activities, and how did implementing the goose chase into the, into now the classrooms kind of change so if you can tell us like a little before and after of, of your experience
0: um I think before you struggled with you know we wanted kids to collaborate, and i think before collaboration, the kids just thought they knew what that looked like because it's what they had always done and um even bringing in more tech tools i mean kids had their own devices it was still kind of isolated I'm on my computer you're on your computer we're kind of collaborating but are we really and so what goose chase allowed was they truly were in collaboration they could not create the product if they didn't use each team member um working together and so I think just the platform at Chase gave me as a teacher a place that it was novel for the students as well as for myself, but it just gave us a place where the kids could produce products in a way. They're doing that anyway. They're making videos. They're taking pictures all day long. (laughs) And so now we can take those skills that they are really good at in their social time and we made school and learning just a little bit more social. And it, And like I said, we were doing the same kind of task and the same kind of questions, but all of a sudden it didn't look like cool anymore. It looked like we were doing something else. And so it sticks with them longer. So, um, but the collaboration piece was for me, I just think this was a platform where students could collaborate together in a way that they're used to collaborating together when they're outside of school. And so it, it kind of brought what they were good at into the classroom. And, you know, one
1: thing that you mentioned there that I love is, like you said, the students are already used to the tech. They, they you know, work with it on a day to day, whether it's at school or at home, you know, they are familiar with it. But I love that you said, you know, making those connections with what they are already good at and really bringing it into that learning experience which is a win-win and I think that's why maybe sometimes they just kind of lost themselves in it because it's like, oh, this is what I'm already used to doing, right. you know, outside of school maybe because they're, you know, using, creating videos or, you know, just any kind of creativity. But one of the things that I love um is, again, number one, just the, the activity that the kids can do by standing up, walking around, just moving and just really oh my gosh, letting loose some of that energy that they have, but also just the creativity aspect of it. I am one for, uh, you know, amplifying creativity and whether it's our our teacher creativity or student creativity, but the fact that the students are able to, like you mentioned, bring in those skills, you harness those skills, and now you're completing lessons in a way that is engaging, is fun, and the the teachers are getting the results that they need, and there's a learning artifact more than anything. I'm a big fan, like you mentioned, you know, you save those pictures, you save that work. That is a learning artifact for that student. And the fact that this can be accessible for students at any level. You know, we were talking about UDL, Alishan, like you mentioned, you know, at the at the beginning in the pre-chat, I mean, this is a, a great platform to allow all learners to be able to participate and really show and share their learning process. So, Alishan, I want to ask you um, a little bit more as far as where you see, you know, Goose Chase going or growing into within the education space.
2: Yeah, I think for us, first of all, just let me pause a comment. Um, you guys said two things that kind of like blew my mind a little. One of you said, Starek, um, make learning more social, which Mm -hmm. I mean, unbelievable to, you know, like what a good reframe, right? Kids are already, the whole thing about school is like, it's a place for us to like learn how to build relationships amongst obviously, but that's such an important part of school that I think is overlooked, but that's where you build your friend groups. That's where you find your personality and your voice. And so, uh, I got to tell that to Katie because I think, you know, What a great way to talk about the platform. And then, uh, Pons, you mentioned learning artifacts, which, I mean, it's like a memory that you're physically able to pass back to students at the end of the year in a way that is different, like the lens and the perspective. So two really insightful things that I don't think I've ever heard before that I kind of jacked up about. I got to be honest. I think it's really cool. (laughs) it's kind of cool. Uh, So where do we see Goose Chase going? Okay. We we believe that technology should be an enablement to real life experiences. Today you see more and more companies and and no shade, but you know, companies try to bury people in their phones. Hey, how long are you in the app? How many times do you do this action or this click or like your phone your your head is down? But for us we see it as a facilitation of an experience that can enhance it. So, you know, for example, we have a number of museums that have goose chase programming that's built for a specific curriculum. So if you're a first grader and you're going to museum A for, um, part of your science curriculum, or you're a sixth grader and you're going there for geography. You're going to use goose chase, but it's going to be in a different way. Well, you're going to explore the museum and learn in a different way. And I think, you know, if we extrapolate or expand on that idea, it, it how do we just continue to think about the, this idea of like interactive experience. Like how can we become a platform that facilitate learning or engagement uh, in a way that allows people to engage with their physical settings while capturing some of the energy and momentum and excitement that comes from being part of that experience. So I think there's, you know, like a little bit of a balance of, hey, technology can be a great enabler, but it should not be the like thesis of what you're doing. Really the thesis of what you're doing should be the experience, it should be the the learning of what you're getting out of it and the memories that are being created. So to that end, um, you know, we've been really building some cool concept cars. The idea came from, you know, car manufacturers building these like crazy vehicles that you'll never see. So we've been doing that and getting feedback from our customers. And it's really changed the way that we've been able to think about our platform as like, hey, you know, there's a lot more here. There's a lot more opportunity to, to give kids an opportunity to learn in different ways for teachers to enhance their learning, to share their, their experiences, um, not only with other teachers, but with principals and districts and other verticals like nonprofits or to raise money. So we're, we, we, have, we have very ambitious uh, visuals for, for what vicious looks like in the future.
1: Perfect. Excellent. So I'm going to throw this question out. We have Scott Fleischer, who's joining us on LinkedIn. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. So Alishan and, uh, you know, Sarah, I'll I'll throw this question out here. And, you know, I'll start with Alishan first. So Scott is asking, what ages would this be appropriate for? So maybe, Alishan, what are your thoughts? What have you seen or heard from teachers uh, using uh, Goose Chase?
2: Everyone from, from, hey, kindergarten, all the way up into university classrooms with with adults and professors, so really, because we've structured the platform in a way to protect students' data and um, really make it a safe, 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 uh, contained space. There's really no age that this is inappropriate for. It's really cool because it's in the hands of the creators. So people like Sarah who are building the curriculum based on who their audience is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, amazing question, and and definitely, Sarah, I'd love to hear your. So.
0: To build on that, I say, to, to clear that up for teachers, being a coach, I do a lot of things with my staff. And so I think one of the most empowering experiences we had was we um, did kind of a March Madness tournament as a staff engager. And so I put out all these missions where our teachers were on teams and they competed and they were they were highly competitive because that's our school. get into it. And um, what I found was as the teachers engaged in those different missions, they started figuring out how that would work in their classroom. And so I used missions that were everything from just silly games all the way up to um, check out books in the library and do some reading. So, I mean, it, it covered all contents, all subjects. And so What I think is if you have a kindergarten teacher and you expose them to submissions, then a kindergarten teacher can say, oh, this would work with five-year-olds or six-year-olds once they experience it and they get into it and they see how those missions can really enhance the learning because you can add in reflection. You can have kids give insightful feedback on things they're doing. And but I think for my teachers in my building, they got in and experienced that through playing the game with us as a staff. And so I think anybody can see who it will fit, whoever they're teaching,
1: once they're a part of it and they're experiencing it. Excellent. And see, one of the things that I love there is like we we both, or you both mentioned, and that I love is once you find that platform that you can easily adapt to a great level. And then obviously based on your content, And it's based on practice, too. If you're doing it with the littles, obviously, they may need just a little bit more practice, a little bit more guidance, maybe something a little bit, you know, uh, not not as difficult. But then once they pick up on it, you know, it's just practicing and so on. So I love the fact that you can just, you know, really take it and really adapt. And then it provides those lessons and then just make it an engaging experience. And why not? This is what we really need. And like uh, Alishan was uh, talking about too, and then uh, uh, Sarah that you were talking about is just making that learning social. And that's so important because oftentimes we still see the rows, and it's everybody's at their desk. There's no socializing. And this may be a little bit of a controversial take, but at least in my 17 years in, in education, I always said, you know, I'm always scared of a quiet classroom. You know, that was always my biggest fear when I'm walking down and I only see just a quiet classroom. Everybody has their heads down and so on. And the reason is because I was that teacher within my pod who had loud students. But we were always outside. We were engaged in the learning. We were doing experiments outside. We had the Chromebooks the whole year um because I checked out the whole, the Chromebook card and back in the day in 2017 we only or 2016 we only had two Chromebook cards in our school and I was that teacher that checked it out the whole year because we were always on there using the tech and you know allowing students to really um just submit their learning in a way that they felt comfortable at that time there wasn't a goose chase, but it sometimes, you know, like I said, we need to allow our students to really have that, that flexibility to share their learning in a way that they're comfortable with, but also in that collaborative matter. I mean, you're talking about collaboration, communication, you know, the creativity, the movement. I mean, there's so many things that you're hitting there and that's why you create a wonderful experience. So, Sarah, before we we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you your best advice, you know, from your experience, if there may be some teachers that may be interested in, you know, starting and using Goose Chase or maybe a little hesitant, what would be your best advice for them?
0: Think to start small. Um, don't get overwhelmed and and think your Goose Chase has to have 20 missions. I mean, start small and let the student play. I think um, it, it takes the students like five seconds to figure it out and they're ready to go. It takes us way longer <laughs> to, to set it up. So um I just think you get in there and start small and play with what's in there first and then get your ideas and grow and kind of think outside the box after you see there's so much rich content already in there that you can start with. You're, you're not starting from scratch. And so um, uh, just get in there and play always. Perfect. That's always kind of my philosophy is see what happens.
1: I love, you know what? I love it. You know, get in there and play or see what happens. My philosophy, when I work with teachers and introduce something is I just say, get clicky with it. Like what <laughs> is going to happen? Nothing's going to break. You can either click back or refresh. Or log out and log back in, and that's it. Like, don't worry about it. Get clicky with it. <laughs> All right. So, Alishan, I want to ask you now. You know, I, on, you know, through your perspective as well. Uh, you know, why goose chase? What, what, what? Why should we, uh, you know, get on the platform and use it?
2: I think the major thing for us is the way we build, the way we think about our audience is it's customer first. It gen genuinely. You know, we don't do anything that our customers haven't told us that they want over and over and over again. In fact, I would probably say, and I'm sorry to my product team and the rest of our group that we probably don't build as fast as teachers want us to. Um, but, you know, we want to put something out that is a very high quality product that people can trust and feel comfortable putting in the hands of their students. And I think, I think today, you know, there's so many companies And they all want your attention and they're all fighting for your attention and everybody's moving so fast. And I think that there's something to be said about taking a second, listening to your audience, really hearing them and trying to build around what's important to them. And even if that means, you know, we have to slow down or not grow as fast or, um, you know, go back and fix things because it wasn't built the right way or we have to do a couple of prototypes before we go to market. I think that's really important and something that a lot of companies have lost, I, 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 I'm, I'm 35, but sometimes I feel old because I'm always the guy that's preaching like, oh, like, I remember when companies cared about their, their customers, you know, today airlines will, will throw you out of their plane before they help you solve your issue. Um, it's is kind of obviously facetious, but you know, with that mindset, I think putting our customers first is the real reason and, and we do it for the, for the love of, of what we do, not for anything else we're completely bootstrapped. We always will be. And I think that's exciting for for our groups as well. For the people that work with us to know that.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's great, Alishan. And uh, Sarah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys for being here and just sharing, you know, both sides of Goose Chase in the sense of on the CRO side, straight from Goose Chase, but also from the instructional uh, facilitator, instructional coach side as well, hearing the, you know, the great stories in the classroom and how that really using Goose Chase really ties in so well to your curriculum. And it's just a fun, great social way of creating your learning experience where at the end, you definitely have those learning artifacts that you can always look back on and also show progress because, you know, as the year goes by, you can probably see some growth from your students as well. And I, I always say, you know, the more learning artifacts or digital learning artifacts you have, As evidence when you may need to go into a meeting for a student that may need you know some additional supports or anything of that sort or accommodations you can show growth from the beginning to the end and it's all documented and so that's what that's what that's the way i see goose chase you know being able to help me and my teachers as well in that sense so thank you so much for what you do but we're not done yet because as you know we always end the show with the last three questions just to kind of lighten the mood and hopefully you guys saw the calendar invite and saw that there was a three, a little fourth part there where we end on these three questions. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Sarah first and then we'll go with Alishan. So Sarah, as you know, we have Superman and Superman's weakness was kryptonite. So of course the one thing that I want to ask you is in the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu Um, My
0: to-be-read shell is overflowing, and I just feel like there's never enough time to read and research and learn enough. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite things to do is to read and and learn things and then share those with my teachers. And so I keep adding those books and adding articles and adding podcasts to listen to, and it's just there's so much that... um, there's a sign of time to get it all in and I love to get it all in.
1: So. There you go. All right, sir. Well, now I bet you that after this show, now you're gonna have a list of podcasts and yeah. you will be asked to go on. So again, that's great. And again, thank you so much for this being your first podcast and being a guest here on Maya Tech Live. Thank you all right, so Alishan, now to you. In the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite
2: uh it's got to be we just can't produce content and changes to the product at the speed that that we want or that i think teachers are like they're so creative constantly and they just like push the boundaries and i, I would say that that um we just can't hire fast enough we can't get build fast enough to to accomplish those things and we would love to accelerate the speed which we're trying to do but um, and I don't know if there's ever going to be like a top speed for, for us to be able to build it at the, at the pace that, you know, people like Sarah, who constantly are pushing envelope, um, will be like, okay, I don't have another idea for a little while. there's just <laughs> gonna, you know, like another idea right on the back of, of it immediately. Like, oh, but like, what about this? I love it, but like, let's just do that. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, we should. So that's probably our kryptonite oh. and always will be.
1: All right. Good answer. All right, Alishan, we'll start with you for this one. The second question is, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why?
2: Oh, great question. Okay. The billboard, we have, uh, if you've seen our website, we have all of these different illustrations of geese. Our our illustrator and designer at Goose Chase has come up with this like hilarious set of geese. And I, For those of you guys who don't know, the geese all have, ridiculous names. We have a very punny culture. So you have like, um, Geese Witherspoon and like, uh, Brian Gosling and you have, uh, (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. And so I think that it would have to be, you know, like some of these geese interacting as, as like goslings and like a teacher goose. And you have this like celebrity set of geese goslings. So like all these like will be famous geese. Uh, and that would be the billboard. And the reason for why is be absolutely hilarious when people got the fun. I think it would be really gross. I
1: love that. I love that. I can definitely see that right now. I was picturing that. Honestly, like I, I, I was picturing the teacher, you know, with the glasses and of course the little pointer, you know, up at oh. the board. And of course I can picture the class as well. And I was like, yeah, that oh. could definitely work. So you guys
2: can obviously see my background on uh, it's fair to say I might like Batman a little bit. So I have my own custom, everybody gets their own custom goose. So if you look on our website, people have their own custom. Beef. My custom goose is goose Wayne. And so in my signature, it's like, it's a goose with a a bat and the cape. And so, you know, like, like goose Wayne is in the class next to Robert Downey Jr. and getting taught and they're all going to grow up to be something big.
1: I love that. That's wonderful. Sarah, on to you. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I just think the message that attitude is everything.
0: Um, I talk about that with my students all the time. The way you approach our day, your attitude can make or break the greatest activity. And so I just know in my job, I'm constantly working on empowering others with my attitude and the way I kind of tackle the day. So I, I just kind of want that out there and want everybody
1: to, to see the power of that. Love it. Absolutely. That was great. All right. And the last question, Sarah, we'll start with you first, is if uh, you can turn one of your favorite hobbies or activities outside of work into a full-time profession, what would it be? I've been trying
0: for years. Get somebody to pay me to sit on the beach and read books. And I would I would love to have a paycheck for that. My favorite hobby.
1: There you go. That's a good one. All right, Alishan, on to you.
2: It's a it's a toss up between uh, golf or I would be an ice cream food blogger, get paid to go around testing different ice creams and critiquing them, and people would validate me for my <laughs> cream opinion. Oh so, my goodness! I don't know how I don't know how lucrative that would be. Maybe not as much <laughs> as golf, but I think it sounds fun.
1: Yeah, I actually, that sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey. All right. Well, Alishan, Sarah, thank you so much for being with me here tonight and joining me. And I just had a wonderful conversation. I want to thank both of you for the work that you're doing. Thank you to Goose Chase also for obviously enhancing the learning experience in the classrooms. And so, again, I'm really excited to just continue, obviously, share this episode with everybody, but definitely be sharing Goose Chase with um, our classrooms and our districts and so on. And now that I have a great point of contact with Sarah, you know, also that I can reach out to. And obviously now, Alishan, you're a friend of the show. You're, you know, so thank you so much for being here and just sharing both sides. Obviously, we, we got Alishan's viewpoint, the CRO, the mission, the vision of Goose Chase. And we have Sarah here on that instructional uh, component of it and how we can interweave goose chase within our curriculums and settings. And so I'm just really excited about that. So thank you so much uh, for that. And for all our audience members that are listening to this on the replay or catching this on the rewatch on YouTube, thank you so much as always for making my edtech life what it is today. We do what we do for you and we love to bring you amazing conversations, just like the one we brought you tonight. And just more uh, amazing conversations to help you continue to sharpen your skills or just share with you things that maybe you weren't even aware of, things that you can take and that you can sprinkle on to what you are already doing great. But if you want more of that, please make sure that you visit our website at myedtech.life, myedtech.life, where you can check out this amazing episode and the other 226 wonderful episodes with educators, creators, education practitioners, founders, and many more. And like I said, there's definitely an episode for you that can help you continue to grow professionally and personally. And again, I'm really excited that we get to bring those episodes and those conversations to you. So again, my friends, thank you for everything. And until next time, don't forget, stay techie.